how about I do the intro because I'm hosting today. How does that sound? You just did the intro. Welcome back to Pushing Boulders. My name is not Chris Fidal, but my name is Aaron Francis and I am hosting and I will be interviewing Chris Fidal because he's got some major breaking news right now. So Chris, what's going on over there? Breaking news. Um, I quit. I quit my job quit after eight job. years. <laughs> yep. So eight years you've been at Userscape and you quit what yesterday, the day before? Tuesday, Tuesday, and what's next? Uh, okay, so I uh, took a job at Fly, Fly.io. The I don't know what to call them. I keep calling them server, server hosting company, but that's because my family is asking me about this, and I'm just like, I don't know what to call yeah. these. Just, they do server things, but they're Heroku-ish, even though I think they don't actually like that description of themselves. <laughs> You're going to have to get this pitch down a little bit better, but yeah, it's good so far. <laughs> right. I'll figure that out. That'll be part of the job. So um, they're, they're H1, right? Deploy app servers close to your users. They, um, I actually found out when I was doing the interview process that they started as a CDN and pivoted into what they are now. And I think that's part of the reason why they like rent servers around the world. I don't know this for sure, but that that seems to be logical to me. Like they're they're not an AWS or anything. They just have their own like rented servers, and it's globally mm-hmm. distributed. And the whole thing with Fly.io is as easy to globally distribute your apps so that they are run close to your users, so you don't have servers in New York talking to people in Australia. Right. Yeah. So they have. They have they own their own stuff all over the world, which I think is super interesting because they don't sit on top of you know AWS and their whole deal is like they they do something you'll know this better well you'll know this better once you start they do something with like uh, is it Firecracker like the micro VM stuff that's like that drives Lambda as well they do something with containerization. It's like containers, but not containers. I don't fully know. Right. Which is actually sort of what Lambda is too, or at the Lambda mm-hmm. runtime is when you use containers. It like takes the stuff inside of the container, copies it into what they call a micro VM and runs it. So you could kind of make a container, install whatever you want into it, even like a full Linux thing with like system D and all the, the things that, um, what do they call it? The init process, whatever is PID zero or whatever is usually in a container. Um, the thing that starts every other program and, and makes sure mm-hmm. it stays running in Linux, you could like install that and stuff, That's which is usually not in the Docker container. And you can kind of throw that into your thing that all gets copied into this little micro VM in um, a Firecracker server, a server that's running Firecracker and, and runs it. So yeah, Lambda does that. Lambda is like kind of an interesting, they, AWS made Firecracker and they run Lambda on it. And Lambda is just like, you know, run a function basically. And then they have all this extra stuff like Lambda layers where you add in whatever files mm-hmm. that are there in addition to your code and all that kind of stuff. And Lambda has all sorts of limitations like 15 minute runtime and you know they do all sorts of funny things with that, but you don't have to. Like Firecracker can just run processes forever. So here you can just like have your apps running on it. Sort of like it's a server. So it's almost serverless. Yeah, it's like servers servers that are serverless. I used it for a couple things and I was blown away when it was like you can just SSH into it. And I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." Right. <laughs> this this is a lambda function and, you know, after reading the docs, I was like, "Oh no, this is not a lambda function. This is a full-on server that stays alive forever and you can get in there and muck around with stuff." It's cool. So, what are you going to be doing for them? Not managing servers. <laughs> <laughs> that's good so 
uh, Userscape, I manage like a fleet of 300 servers or something like that. Whoa. And um, it's really stable. It's like not a big deal. Like there's very rarely does a server just break or something like that. So that's actually been pretty good, uh, which is good because it's such a small team. And I'm changing to a role that's more community focused. So the cool. job posting that caught my eye here was uh, a Laravel specialist is what they call it. And they they just like Laravel. They want to they want to you know move into different programmer centric areas, right? So right now they do a lot of stuff with Phoenix and LiveView, mm-hmm. and that's been working out for them. They get a lot of users to that apparently. So they're going to try out Laravel and maybe Rails and you know whatever else comes up. So part of their hiring strategy is to find some senior level ish people to like spearhead that, and then they're going to hire I think some also more junior level people to to also flesh the team out. But it'll be just like community type stuff. So articles, uh, improving the documentation, making sure it works well with Laravel. And they actually support Caleb, who made LiveWire, because they like LiveView so much in the Phoenix world. And LiveWire is kind of like that same idea. So they actually, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they give they him money through him. GitHub. Sponsor yeah. him, yep. I might end up helping with that, like doing some maintenance on the live wire stuff or just generally you know kind of promoting it like rating about how to use it and different Mm -hmm. use cases and all that stuff what they like about live view and live wire is that their kind of globally distributed system really makes it snappy like it feels kind of like an spa because it's so quick because the servers are close to you because once you start getting lag with that idea like it makes the the things you know feel less nice yeah so everyone knows live view and live wire are both like server side front end frameworks and so they have to bounce back to the server a lot which means the farther away the server is the more lag you get on your front end which is why probably fly likes both of them because they put your servers everywhere is that accurate yeah and i like fly personally because it's not like a lot of the new things coming out which are very like react and just front end centric like react front end and then like maybe have a lambda function or two to do something and then offload off and all the stuff that doesn't make sense to me as a full stack developer right. flies just like host your full stack apps with us. So I, I kind of yes. like that angle. The The thing that really attracted me to this, because I wasn't really looking for work, and but the thing that attracted me to it is, you know, it's community work, which is different from what I'm doing right now, which mm-hmm. is very, you know, programming on an application and managing servers and all that kind of stuff. And after eight years, it's like, I don't know, it's rote. It's comfortable, sure. too comfortable. Yeah. So it's like, you know, good. it's a good change. It's a change of pace of the type of work I'll be doing too. Yeah, are you excited to be, I mean, you already produce a ton of content, but not for Userscape. You produce a ton of content for your own stuff, between blog posts for Chipper and your whole AWS Cloudcast. So are you excited to be doing like content production, interacting with the community as your full-time job? Right. And it it solves a lot of, not not issues, but it solves for a lot of things like me being able to do the thing I do on the side full time is nice. Kind of being the Laravel community full time, mm-hmm. like being paid to do that is is really nice. That is benefits for me, those benefits for Fly, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could help with uh chipper's growth. I don't know, but you know, maybe. Yeah. This does feel this feels extremely cohesive for like you, your personal brand and the thing that fly is looking for because i would assume fly is looking for someone who's already kind of a community person well-known trusted and has the experience in the community and so the fact that you have like 
all this side stuff going on is probably a huge advantage for them because everybody knows you and trusts you. Yeah, being somewhat known in the Laravel community <laughs> is is definitely a benefit, right? I think that makes yeah. sense. Like, I have the experience they were looking for, so I think for them it was an easy decision. Or you know, the 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 interview process went relatively quickly. Or maybe that's just how they had yeah. it. Also, yeah. So tell me, from the time you found it and the time that I started pressuring you to take it to the time <laughs> that you actually took it, like, how did that whole process go? Yeah, they um, what was it like a week and a half, two weeks, something wow. like that. And then a lot of that time was just like, you know, they're busy doing stuff. So I was, you know, I had a few days to accomplish those things. So what happened? I saw a tweet where someone was talking about being like a dev evangelist or something. Mm-hmm. I forget what the tweet was, but it was like, oh, I like the sound of that. And then you pointed me at the the Fly.io posting after that on Twitter. And then Kurt, the CEO of Fly, was like, yeah, I think you would <laughs> like this. <too." laughs> so like I just sat on that because I was like, I'm not applying for a job because I've always like just kind of been like, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm comfortable where I am. And also like the fact that I know so much about uh, the userscape stuff means right. there's not like a lot of time pressure. So I like actually have time to think about other stuff after work and work on it. You know what I mean? Like it was just, oh, I it was easy to like mean. do all yeah. the side stuff. And like, the, like, so like that was working for me. But um, the thing with userscape has always been like, it's not necessarily market rate, but you're encouraged to have side projects and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that very worked out for me for years in terms of, you know, having revenue from my side stuff. Less so now because my kids are at an age where it's really tough to get extra time. Mm-hmm. Like they go to bed later, but they also like need attention like throughout the day. If if I'm not at work, you know, I have to give them attention. And then that leaves me with just like an hour and a half, two hours before bedtime to actually like, do anything. So like, and it's like, I like, do I even talk to my wife anymore? And I just like, I know it's I have yeah. to go to work. You know, do my own stuff after the kids are in bed. You know, it's it's crazy. So um, this will help fulfill a lot of that stuff to do um, during working hours. Like not you know not necessarily working my own stuff, but um, just kind of do the, the community the community right. component, audience growth or whatever that kind of thing. Yeah. Now part of your like full time official job is to be on Twitter. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So we lost the thread of like the job part stuff, or I did. I oh so they had a job posting the job posting was like email us here and send us some information and they had like one of those things at the end where like give us this little tidbit of info to make sure we actually read the the you Sorry. know read everything I think and um I don't know if that was actually the purpose of it but it seems like it because it was at the very end mm-hmm. um but I like cheating so I DM'd Kurt immediately because I thought yeah I think he had followed me at some point so I was yeah. just like I'm just I'm just cutting out <laughs> that part and uh that worked out because he immediately was like let's get on a call i want to pitch you on why i think you should apply which i thought was love it uh a good move on his part and also like a no pressure way to get on the on the phone on the zoom and and just like talk through what it would be so we did that and it sounded good like i've we've both seen fly from the outside i guess right and hacker news and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing where they have they have some really good writers there that some incredible technical writers. Yeah. Yeah. They write super interesting stuff where like, I barely understand it, but it's like, that's cool. But it's, it's also like kind of funny and you're reading along and you're like, I don't get this, but I'm laughing, but it's also way over my head. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. And that's a lot of that feels like from the outside it's still, cause I haven't, you know, begun work there, but from the outside that seems like their culture a bit. So that, that seems really cool and interesting. So I started just down the, I decided to apply from there. And then they had us do, had me do a sample project, which is like do a thing in Livewire and then write it up. And then um, from after that, 
that sounded good. And the next thing after that was like a little workaday project where um, I was mm. in Slack with them for a few hours and we basically pretended we were working together on a little thing and just kind of really? scoping out, scoping out like a little like live wire based kind of like real time ish project. All async over chat in Slack. Yeah. Cool. So that was like an mm, hour and a half, two hours. And, you know, it's more intense than what you would do normally during the day because you're like, it's, you know, you know, it's an interview and they're kind of right, yeah. asking questions and like they wouldn't be that probing if it wasn't kind of an interview. But right. it was still, you know, still fine. I wasn't really uh, sweating it really, which is nice. Yeah, I'm sure that the take home project and the async work project for you were probably kind of basic i'm guessing i don't know what the projects were but did you just crush them <laughs> they weren't yeah, bad they did. didn't they didn't yeah, make me yeah uh, they, they make me sweat or like some stuff was like like i had to rewrite what i wrote the first time and i actually tweaked like how i did it because the first time i like over caffeinated myself at a coffee shop and like mm. the solution wasn't as good and then i sat on it for a day and, and luckily they were like the turnaround time didn't matter too much yeah um so, and it wasn't like a full technical interview, right? Cause I'm not like the person doing networking and like all the weird right. stuff they do. Cause they manage their own service at such a, yeah, a level they that do I'm not wire used to. Guard, whatever wire guard is, they're super into yeah. wire guard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So I am going to look forward to not being responsible for servers, yep. <laughs> but I like, you know what I mean? That's, that's going to be Big nice. Time. And, um, just doing that type of community work. It sounds really fun. Well, this is incredibly exciting, and I'm super stoked for you. I'm glad that right. I'm glad that you're taking it. I'm I've kind of I know it's all your fault. I've always needed a push. This is going to be my third job ever. Like six years at wow. one place, eight years at another. I don't move around a lot, but then I'm in the VC type company, so you know who knows. I don't I don't think I'll be another eight years. I mean, maybe who knows, but. Well, I mean, hopefully you'll work there for like two years and then they'll sell they to get Google acquired or, something. or something. Yeah, and you'll be a billionaire. <laughs> That's the goal, right? <laughs> billionaire. Mm-hmm. This is similar to, obviously, the path that I took. So I was working at Resolute and I was like managing, not 300, but managing the server and doing all of the coding on the product and doing all of this stuff. And now I'm at Tuple and I'm not like on the core product. And it is honestly kind of a relief. Like this whole Heroku breach thing and everybody's like, oh, we got to roll all these tokens and do all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, that's not super my problem. I just have to build out this marketing page and talk to this video production company. And it's different. Like it's a different set of problems, but it is kind of nice to not be responsible for production. I must say it's kind of a relief. And I don't know about you, but I also like the growth in a different skill set. Like that change up seems nice. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. One thing I'm super excited about for this job is that, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like this pushes the Laravel community slash ecosystem out a little bit. I feel like Laravel is not not insular in any way, but just not broadly talked about in some of the other ecosystems. And I feel like having like sending these Laravel people out into these other companies, I feel like is going to be real good for Laravel in the long term. That's a good point. And also most of these startups that are very possible, they if they're doing like code related things, you know, they have a homepage and they say like what frameworks they support mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And PHP is always like, you know, the afterthought. Yep. 
It's yep, never on the homepage. Sure. Even on Fly right now, Laravel's not on the homepage. I'm going to see if yep. I can change that. You can change that on day one, yeah. I'm going to get rid and of... Who am I going to get rid of? Rust, Django, Crystal. Hmm, who's going to go? Who <laughs> goes? <laughs> That's a pro first day move to come in and kick somebody <laughs> off the homepage so you can put your favorite framework there. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have access to do that, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's going to be great. Like obviously it's, you know, kind of a bummer that you're leaving Userscape, but Userscape is like the OG Laravel place and I think it's going to be good in the long term for our community to have more Laravel evangelists inside these big other companies. Um, you know, hopefully eventually we'll get one into Vercel and we can figure out what the hell full stack JavaScript is all about mm -hmm. and teach them about full stack PHP. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super, I'm super stoked for you. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah, it should be fun. I had um, a super huge amount of anxiety about leaving because I mean, it's just a tough conversation to have after eight years. Uh, Ian was like totally supportive and like, you know, I'm sure he suspects that that'll happen eventually after so long. Yeah. And developer salaries are so inflated and everything right now. So it's hard to, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to not have people like looking at salaries to be like, Hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, when they're coming across hacker news every day and you're like, wait a second, even if you're not actively looking, you're seeing it. Right. Which I wasn't. It was like, you know, again, it just kind of came and this one snagged my attention. So I went for it. So what's next? So how do you do how do you do the big announcement? So we're recording this on uh, Thursday, May fifth. So what's your plan for? You have a plan. Public? You have a plan for me once again because <laughs> I would just be like, this. So this move is like exciting, but it's a lot of anxiety attached to it still. Like I'm over the hump sure. of like saying I'm leaving and everything. So I probably would naturally not do any announcement at all, or do like a, a tweet like you know when I started there or something like that. Yeah. But I like your idea of like do, <laughs> becoming a thread boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do it like a thread and like talking about it a bit and um you know i'll like we can post this podcast episode as part of that or whatever so that, yep. that sounds kind of fun yep i think that's a good idea i think that's also your first like honestly it's kind of your first work product for fly right? right so this is a big i mean you're not you're not a marketer so it doesn't matter as much but like this is a big marketing event like you're this is a chance to to point people to fly, yeah. especially us. I mean, people. it's, so, it's certainly a branch of marketing. Yeah. I kind of think it is. Okay. So we'll do, uh, we'll obviously record this podcast and then you're going to put together some kind of thread. Please, please do not use the thread emoji, but I'm still going to comment <laughs> thread boy because you do that to me. Every time I string a few tweets together, you come in there mm -hmm. and you just drag me. So I'm going to do that yeah. to you. Um, and then when's your first day? I think it's the 31st of this May. Are you getting are you getting any time off in between userscape like a week or two? It depends cuz I'm wrapping up some projects there. I don't I don't I'm going to take a few days off. I'd really like that last week off, but we'll see what happens cuz I'm I'm wrapping up some projects that are, that need to get wrapped up at userscape too and one aspect yeah. of them might go a little long. So we'll see. Cool. If you can swing it, taking a week or two off in the middle there is incredibly helpful. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I know. God, I got to do that. I see if I can. So, sounds like you super need it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Shall we call it there? Sounds good. All right. Congratulations. All right. Thanks. Thanks for hosting.